0: As an addendum to this The Present Moment Podcast I was reminded of something Also in this book What the hell is the name of the book? Hold on The Power of Now So The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle I haven't really checked into the bio of this guy Okay, and I mentioned before that I think I mentioned that He's a spiritual guru guy who I guess he just got so frazzled years ago that wound up just friggin' falling into a uh at one point in time he just kinda had an epiphany and fell into this figurative abyss and when he emerged the shit that he was stressing about did no longer matter. <laughs> So he kind of had a period of enlightenment regarding the way he regarded the world. And so, you know, uh, I've heard different people say, oh, he's the greatest thing, changed my life, versus, you know, bullshit, you know, we've all are familiar with uh, Deepak Chopra and all these various, from Dr. Phil to Deepak Chopra to... Dr. Oz and these people. Uh, uh, who's the other dude? Um, positive thinking guy. I mean, I've taken a lot of good away from so many of these authors and speakers. Dell's his name. Tall guy. Anyway, I've read all, friggin' all that shit. Listen to it. The power of positive thinking, so on, and so forth. I think it's wonderful. I think that anything, anytime you turn your attention to something. Positive or proactive, or that could potentially help you. You know, you, you you're searching, investigating for solutions, and so this Eckhart Tolle is just the most recent one of those that I'm listening to. But he said something that I thought was really important. He's talking about the present moment. New text message from Mojan Hall. Uh, he's talking about the present moment and how we need to find it more we We need to stop thinking about the future, uh, living in the future like, "Oh, I got to do this now I gotta, that's gonna now that as I mentioned earlier, it kind of flies in the face of our schedules, right? For instance, I have my office schedule that I'm manipulating right now. I just got a text message from a patient who would like to come in and and bring her daughter in, right? So you gotta read the plays on that sort of thing. You have to think ahead at least relative my work. I have to. Now nor should we dwell in the past thinking about what happened yesterday or some something that happened years ago, something I did, something that was done to me, and carry that shit around with us. So we need to find the present more, and he said ultimately that we need to spend at least as much time inside our mind as. Outside our body. So we're thinking about, we're thinking too much. We're thinking about all these external things that we feel represent our world. Things that we got to do, obligations that we have, stressors that surround us or that we anticipate or that we've experienced in the past. But we're not focusing as much on what's happening inside our our mind at the current time, and his case is made for um, being the silent watcher, the observer of what's going on in our body, because a lot of times we'll have an experience of, say, stress or anger or frustration or whatever, apathy, and the lights are on, but nobody's home, essentially, and so He's saying to guard your mind and be watchful of these things and don't let your your mind run wild, essentially, and that it's okay for you to disengage from, you know, perseveration about the past or the future and just be in the moment, whatever you're doing. You know, he's talking about, you know, when you're washing your hands, you're going to really take a moment and feel the sensations the cold water or the warm water and the soap and the smells and just kind of you know beyond the mundane and all the tasks that we we feel we're saddled with really try to slow down time and and stop thinking to get to a place where we can offload some of our stress and some of our cares and just go to uh, like a decompressed state. It's something to aspire to anyway. It's it's um, essentially I'm waiting for him to get into breathing and meditation and, and all that as a tool, as the instrument to do this because it seems like it's so challenging. What, now what's cool about the format of the book is that he's got, like, a, it's a Q&A format, so somebody would be like, how, how do I just live in the present? Like, I'm thinking about my goals, and I have things to do today, and I can't just forget about the past, and, you know, I, I need that to learn from so that I can move forward, but you understand what he's saying, right? I mean, so many of us, if you really think about you, if you consider your life And the things that matter to you. And and your schedule. And your sense of time. And your relationships. And all these things. Our mind does run wild. A lot. Mine does. I feel like I have to do all these things. To check all these boxes. To move shit out of the way. So that I can then maybe have... uh, Like he was just talking about in the book. How... People are thinking in the future, like I, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in the present. I don't want to be on Tuesday, in traffic. I want to be on a beach somewhere. And while it's cool to imagine a break that you'll have in the future, and that vacation, that summer vacation, with the spring coming uh, tomorrow, I think is officially spring, and the days getting successively longer and warmer. Everybody's looking to get out of winter. I've been saying that for a while now that I'm just kind of done with with this winter. And so that suggests that I don't want to be here right now. I want to be rather in the future a couple months. But that's not any way to live your life. You have to be here in the now. It requires your entire attention, your focus. And I think that there's a refuge to be had in that. I agree with them that uh, you know it, by focusing on the present moment and being here, being present, uh, devoting our entire efforts to whatever task we we have at hand, that's rewarding. And I feel, I mean, I'm not to suggest that that you're not here at all if you are thinking about the future or the past. We obviously get the job done. Most people go to work, and they're productive, and they do their job. But if their mind is really, if their head is really not on their shoulders in terms of what they're doing, if their heart is not in it, then they're, they're not giving 100%. They're not doing the best that they can possibly do. And so if you think about how that affects not only you, but the other people around you, your family, your friends, my students, you know, everyone you meet today, Everyone you meet today has their own shit and their own agenda and their own schedule and their own stuff. And it's kind of like, you think about it in a way, it's kind of like stealing. If you're not giving your absolute best to the task at hand. Even if your heart isn't in it. I mean, this is something that those of us in healthcare, we have to do. Now, do I... Am I happy that, uh, you know, on a Friday night I'm at the office until 8 or 8.30? No. Not at all. You know, do I want to be home with my family? Absolutely. But you have, you know, and I can manipulate my schedule and um, I'm in business for myself. I can schedule people whenever whenever I'm available and whenever we can find a mutual, uh, time to work together and I will but uh, you can change your circumstances to a degree but if you are sitting there taking care of somebody or you have a job to do it matters whether or not you are present you can't be off dreaming about your next vacation or what you're going to do after work or so on and so forth you did, for yourself, for your own betterment, for your accomplishing of your goals, for the way you feel and what you're putting into your day. It requires all of your attention or most of it. And so I think it's a great idea and I'm going to adopt and remind myself to live in the present moment more. And I've been doing probably a couple hours of mindfulness every day. I'm talking about meditation. Where I follow a breathing regimen. And a guided meditation. There's a a cool YouTube station that I've been uh, talking, telling people about. It's called Meditation Vacation. And it teaches you how to stop focusing on Stop your mind from running wild and going a million different directions, and helps you focus on the present moment and on liberating yourself from some of the bullshit. And I find it very useful. I'm going to, I'm going to do a little bit of it now between classes. So give that a shot. Check out the book, um, "The Power of Now" by Eckhart Tolle. A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment. Now, what does enlightenment mean? I guess it's having an epiphany. To me, that's what it means. My definition is having an epiphany that something needs to change. And that in order to sustain... Like, I'm a high-performance machine, man. I do a lot of stuff. Everyone knows it. I'm a doctor. I'm a teacher. I'm a carver. I'm a... Exercise guy, I'm a family man. Not in that order, man. Not in that order. Is that a point of uh, bragging? It's like a, you know I have to have. I've set this precedent of doing all these things, and I I genuinely love the things that I do. But as I've mentioned before, sometimes you get to where your 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 cup fills up. And you don't want it to spill over, right? So you have to find ways to create space. It's another phrase that these uh, spiritual awakening people will utilize. Creating space. And I'm all about that. Because historically, I have been a grinder, you know? I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the freaking first one up. I'm going to be the hardest worker. I'm going to be there on time. I'm going to, you know, be there for everybody. I'm going to go the extra mile. And for the longest time, I've done that and sustained that pace. And I've gotten to the point now, 44 years of age, two kids growing up, developing, experiencing things, a wife that works full time and we, we try to manage everything, taking kids here, there, everywhere providing for them putting food on the table yeah, we're thinking, you know we think about oh, it's going to be great when we go on our vacation man, that motherfucking vacation is a week long maybe two weeks maybe some long weekends and we're more fortunate than most in that regard I never wanted a life that I, I needed a vacation from. I always appreciated a vacation. I look, I think of them fondly. And the times that we've had, we have to devote to it. And we, we go on vacation, and just take a load off and relax. But I've, I've long noticed something, and it is that after about five days, by the time a week rolls around, I am uh I'm ready to return to to the routine. If I had another week, maybe 2 weeks, I would be able to sign uh you know completely potentially decompress from from life. But it seems like the harder you or the the more you relax, the more you have an opportunity to kick back and relax and sit on the beach. The more you want to <laughs> the more difficult it is for you to get back into the routine. So it's just an interesting thing. I think that uh, you know I talk a lot about my my issues and my situation and whatever I, I'm just rambling a little bit. I hope it helps you, but I think I believe that we have a cultural problem, cultural phenomenon by which we have created. Uh, this time crunch where everything's got to be done yesterday and both spouses work and the kids have multiple activities going on at any given time and you know, then the weekend's here and you're like you, I go home Friday and I friggin' sit on the couch and with my shoes and my work clothes still on and I'm reluctant to get out of the reclining position. So, it takes me a day just to kind of relax and sleep in a little bit and and to, to calm down from the week. It takes a day just to decompress. And then it's Sunday and you're like, oh, Bergen Sunday, Monday's coming. So, I never wanted to be like that and I, I really haven't been as much as most, I believe, but... I think generally, we culturally, we got fucking problems, man. I hear about how people in Europe, they take an entire month off in August or September or whatever, and everybody just goes, goes to the beach or goes to the mountains or wherever they go. They're on holiday. We take a week. We take a long weekend to go to a museum or get a bite to eat down the city or... To rent a cottage down by the seashore. That sucks. It's not enough. So we need to build these, uh, these breaks into our schedule and to create a life that you don't feel frazzled by. It's stupid. And so one of the ways that I'm going to try to achieve that is to do these, uh, is to create space by doing this mindfulness and taking this guy's very logical uh, point of view to heart, which is to avoid living in the future, yearning for the future, a time when you're finally not going to be uh, working so hard, or uh, you're going to be on that vacation on the beach, save that to my, you know, for my dreams. But when I'm, when I'm here, I'm present. Alright, so I'm going to spend at least as much time in my head than I do thinking about external shit that affects me. we got to work on ourselves. Have a great day. The sun's coming up. 35 degrees and climbing. <laughs>